This is On The Left Side, the alternative football show. I'm not, look, I'm not advocating people leaving their job. All I know is that things have to change and have to change very, very quickly. Evening, good morning, good day. Whatever time it is, it is time for a wee stroll through the fields of football funny. And those fields right now could well be dubbed the killing fields of football as yet another manager bites the dust this week. This time in the slightly rotund shape of Ronald Koeman. That makes it four Premier League managers gone in just two weeks. Yeah, I know, strictly speaking, it's only two managers, but let's face facts. Slaven Bilic could go at any time, and Crystal Palace are only ever usually, at most, a maximum of 24 hours away from sacking their next manager. So let's call it four, yeah? Everton have become the latest team to part company with their boss, and Ronald Koeman is joining the line at the job centre just behind Craig Shakespeare and Ronald De Burr, who I'm sure are all equally gutted with their massive contract payouts. Payouts that no doubt are almost as big as the £150 million that Koeman spent on new players this summer, as he began to turn a team on the cusp of European qualification to a team on the cusp of playing away games at Burton Albion next season. It was the lacklustre defeat against Arsenal that seemed to put the nail in the coffin for the Dutchman, who came out after that game and told reporters that he still had time. The team is in a difficult situation. Personally, I still believe that, that I can change uh, the whole situation. And he did. 100% did he change the situation by getting sacked around 12 hours later. Quick work. The club, for their part, released a statement to announce the news that Coman had left and express their gratitude for last season's seventh place finish. Ah, yes, a seventh place finish. Something that's really worth celebrating. They'll probably name a stand after him next year. I imagine it was probably said in the same tone that you'd thank your gran for the beautiful home-knitted jumper she gave you for Christmas. Oh, right. Thanks. That's uh, just what I've always wanted. In the end, it was up to ex-toffee Peter Reid on Sky Sports to work out exactly where it had all gone wrong for Ronnie. I thought it was inevitable to say the truth. Lukaku had to be replaced. The football club didn't do it. And it, it was a big, big mistake in my opinion. Well, it's not quite right. To be fair, Everton did replace Lukaku. They just replaced him with Wayne Rooney, which is like replacing a Sherman tank with a Fiat 500 that's failed its MOT and has a flat tyre and cheats on its misses. In fact, Rooney could soon be joined in Liverpool by an ex-teammate as two former Manchester United players threw their hat into the ring to take the reins at Goodison Park, despite, you know, not actually being proper football managers. Phil Neville has taken his impressive CV of zero hours of managerial experience and working for a few months with his brother at Valencia to the club's board, whilst Ryan Giggs has announced that he'd love a crack at the job, an offer that must have Chairman Bill Kenwright salivating over the wealth of knowledge and experience he picked up during his four-game spell 
at Manchester United as interim boss. But a lack of experience isn't putting Giggsy Wigsy off when he told Sky Sports. For me, these are the clubs I would be interested in. I've said all along that I'd be open to clubs which share the ambitions of myself. A lesser man would probably make a joke here about Ryan Giggs' ambitions, mainly involving other players' partners. But you know what? I'm not going to make that joke. I've made it before. Lots. What I am going to ask is why Premier League players feel that they have a divine right to take a top-flight job just because they once knew how to kick a ball a bit. Have it. I know how to drink a fair few pints on a Saturday night, but that doesn't qualify me to run a brewery. Let's not forget, this isn't the first big gig that Giggsy has announced an interest in. There was the United job and Swansea, and now Leicester and Everton. I'm beginning to think that actually the Welshman's main ambition is declaring an interest in as many top flight jobs as possible without actually getting any of them. In effect, Giggs and Neville announcing they are interested in the Everton job is about as effective as me announcing an interest in Jennifer Lawrence delivering a sack full of money and fried chicken to my door every morning. And as for the Leicester gig, well, well, yeah, Giggs will probably get that one. The good thing about this story was it meant there was actually some proper football news this week, because without it, there could have been even more attention given to the Daily Star's massive scoop. The secret of two gay Premier League footballers. Along with the subheading. Not Rooney, obviously. And a totally appropriate and obviously 100% connected accompanying photo of Wayne Rooney's wife in a bikini. I do like the line, obviously not Wayne Rooney. Obviously it's not Rooney, a man so painfully heterosexual that his penis leaps from his trousers involuntarily whenever he's within 30 foot of a woman, be they 60-year-old grandmother or 21-year-old Instagram model. Obviously not him, that's fine, as long as he's not secretly gay. I could probably go off on one here. I could go on about the suggestion of guilt with two shadowy silhouettes of the players as if they were guilty of some shameful crime. I could call into question the difference between secrecy and privacy, which the Daily Star failed to grasp. Or I could complain about a newspaper that is suggesting that in some way, someone's sexuality makes their involvement in the sport inappropriate. But not as inappropriate as, say, printing an unrelated picture of a girl in bikini. Because, you know, let's not focus too much on the negative. Let's focus to the response to that headline, the glorious response that helped restore my faith in football fans. I looked through the comments and I did not spot a single homophobic or celebratory comment to that story. Instead, it was the likes of at Anton Zapula who tweeted, I want to live in a world where sexual orientation is as irrelevant as the colour of someone's eyes. And Sean the Red 25, who replied with, Whether a player is gay or not doesn't matter one bit. He's employed for his ability, not his sexuality. And in some cases, not even his ability. But we also had at Raymondo T73 with his incredibly eloquent and beautifully put, I wouldn't wipe me hoop with a star. Who cares? Poetic, Raimondo. Poetic. So this story is important. Not because the tabloid newspapers try to sell copies with a headline designed to inspire hate and outrage, but because football fans, as one, reacted with disgust. And not in the way the journalists, and I use the phrase loosely, had intended. And I 
was as surprised as anyone. It's great, isn't it? There was a time once where the idea of having a homosexual player in your team could have been considered as embarrassing. And now it would be considered much more embarrassing to get caught reading the Daily Star. I think we're done. We are done. That's it for this show. Come back next time in about three days. We'll have a fresh dose of football funny stuff for your ears. In fact, hit subscribe now and you'll be on our list to get the next show as soon as it's ready to go on iTunes or Podbean or however you listen to the podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at On The Left Side for all the latest news and views. You do that and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson for Abrupt Audio.